Hey guys, welcome back to Bible Time with Larry. I am Larry, and this is my lovely wife, Pam. Hello. This is season two, episode five. Can yeah. you believe that? Yeah, here We're we go. We're moving along. I guess. So this week, we are going to be covering the charismatic movement and the work of the Holy Spirit. So stay tuned. All right, so like we said, we're going to be covering the charismatic movement and the Holy Spirit. But before we get into that, I want to thank those who made comments in the last video. They were very good, and we yeah. really appreciate it. In fact, it gave us some ideas for some future ep um, episodes. Episodes? Uh, yeah, episodes. <laughs> Easy for you Easy. to say. <laughs> uh, fact, yeah, they were really good. I mean, I really do appreciate it. And there was one that was a challenge. Um, they challenged what I said, and it really got me thinking. And I, yeah. I appreciate that. And and it got me. This is so one of the episodes I'd like to do. It's going to be in the future because it, it's going to take some thought. And it's is there a difference or a conflict between the omniscience of God and the free will of man? I mean, you and I have talked about this one, and it's we have. It's a good subject, and the in those comments some of that came out right i thought that was really good and and it is it's a it's a dive deeper subject yeah even we were talking the other night about you know just little things like did god know i was going to take a bite of pizza at this time you know things like that does does one does god even care does did he know does it even matter you know those are things that we're i really want to get into it now yeah i know but it's a great subject because in the it comments is. i did yeah. make that statement and somebody challenged me on that and it got me really thinking about this yeah. so i really appreciate that it was a good yeah. um and hit that subscribe button oh, the yeah. bell click for notification like. all that you know i i watch videos all the time and everybody says that it's like well it, you should know how, what to do by now but well i don't even know how to say um and hit this little button right here if you want to subscribe. And yeah. here's the link for this over here. And if you want to. <laughs> We're learning. It is, I don't even know how to edit that in. I know. It's funny. You think. Well, our youngest son, Riley, we're starting to play tennis. Yeah. And it's some things in life you look at it and you're like, oh, that's easy. I could do that. Anybody could do that. Especially like tennis. You're like, what's the big deal? You hit the ball with the racket. Well, there are so many little nuances on that in tennis. As in life, and even like editing, you think, oh, what's, you got the program, you click this button, you do yeah. that, and bada boom, bada bing, it's, it's easy. easy <laughs> or is it bada beam, bada boom, Yeah, bada it depends bing, on how you edit it. <laughs> bada boom, bada bing. <laughs> Let us know, which one is it really? It seems easy, but and for some people, it is easy, but for us, it's not, well, I'll be truthful here, it's just something I'm not interested in doing at all. <laughs> I'm not even, I mean, I tried in the beginning it's i find it too tedious and too it's because it's unknown it is and I, well it also you gotta have sort of a artistic flair to you uh, really when in editing and i guess i know joshua has been super helpful to us but we've kind of been released and so today he said hey can i come over and tweak your audio before yeah. you <laughs> <laughs> like it sounded fine to me but before sure whatever you <laughs> record because he can tell the audio hasn't been that great so i'm sorry i know there were several episodes with the green the yeah. green screen behind our head every time we moved He's right. <laughs> and the well party you have to learn like with the microphone maybe we're getting i don't know off subject but we it's are some of the things you don't think about is 
you need to always talk like when you turn your head yeah. talking in the microphone staying and and i see some of these podcasters and they have you know they can sit way back and talk they have better microphones i guess uh, different types of microphones yeah. and so okay. we have one where it's directional like yeah you gotta get you gotta, right up in yeah, it stay <laughs> say in what you gotta it, say but, right here right exactly so <laughs> it, what we're learning you know it's something different and yeah and like i said last time about just the whole idea of we're in a room and we're talking to a camera yeah <laughs> it's yeah. It, it is kind of awkward at first but we're getting there it's and fun though i think fun. and i think it's um i think we have a good message we do and that's one of the, the things bible. our goal for this whole endeavor is to teach the bible in a way that people can understand it and yeah. to see the importance of staying with that as a foundation right are we are we doing that are we achieving that goal wow. are we yeah, getting anywhere close to that hopefully well I, <laughs> that's our I, goal anyway the, the reason why i say that is because you think about like uh, our government what is our founding document and our governing document for our nation it's the mm -hmm. constitution now i know we've gotten way off track on that and stuff but still and the reason why our country's in the mess it is is because we we left the foundation mm. and so as christians our foundation needs to be the Bible. Absolutely. And if not, if we get away from that, then we get into sort of... Uh, troubled waters. Troubled waters or anything goes. And that brings us to our topic for this week, the charismatic movement mm -hmm. and the, the work of the Holy Spirit. What are they? Um, we see, I mean, you can just do so many, so much research on the charismatic movement. I think we'll start there. What do you think? Sounds good. With Let's a, jump a, in. A brief... Then a, Keep in mind, we're trying to keep this these episodes 45 minutes or less. We don't always do so good with We that. don't, but so trying to keep do a subject like this in that short amount of time, it does get difficult. However, we're going to give it a try. This is going to be a very, very brief history of the charismatic movement. Now, it actually starts, believe it or not, way back in the second century with a movement called Montanism. You can do some research on that. It was deemed a um, heresy by the early church at that time. Hmm. Uh, but they had some, one of the things they, they believed and they taught was this ecstatic utterances, or we call it today speaking in tongues, and basically ecstatic movements or shakings and things. So that's kind of, that was way back in the second century. Let's jump forward many, many years to the Second Great Awakening. The Pentecostal movement actually, and the Holiness movement, or we might say Holiness Pentecostal, or Oneness Pentecostal, they actually have their roots in the Second Great Awakening. Now, a brief um, side note here, there is a difference between the Charismatic movement and the Pentecostal. I didn't know this until recently. I just thought they were one and the same. But there is a difference. Kind of subtle, but difference nonetheless, right? Okay. Yeah. The, so, do you, do you know the difference? I do not. Okay. Well, good. Well, mm -hmm. now you're gonna prepare to be uh, educated. I, I know. I didn't want. Yeah. I didn't want to know all your notes. <laughs> but, <laughs> okay. So the difference is, the Pentecostal movement is a denomination within itself. So, uh, like you, like I said, you have the Oneness Pentecostal, the Holiness Pentecostal. I had, I have cousins. Well, I haven't talked to them in, in a long time. But they were part of a holiness Pentecostal church. Mm -hmm. And what they, you would know them by the way they dress. Like the women, some of them didn't even cut their hair. In fact, I worked with a guy, he, he taught 
or their church taught that it was a sin for a woman to cut her hair, hmm. even to trim. And uh, they I have would sand. Yeah, they have. They would wear the women wear long sleeves, long skirts, and of course they'd have long hair. But uh, that was one of the holiness Pentecostal. Now right. the difference with the charismatic movement is the charismatic movement stretches across all denominations. You have charismatics from the Catholic to the Episcopalian and Baptist even. Oh, really? Right, yeah. So so that's a subtle difference in the the charismatic movement. And the charismatic movement actually started, what some would say with William Seymour in the Azusa Street, but William Seymour was actually a student of Charles Parham. And Charles Parham, he basically kind of started this whole modern day speaking in tongues. Now his view of speaking in tongues was that it wasn't actually known language. And a woman in his church, and I don't remember her name, but you can look it up, she actually asked Charles to lay hands on her for the gift of speaking in tongues. And supposedly she got it. And in fact, the story is that she got it so good that all she could write in was Chinese as well. Oh, wow. You can look up the document. They have it. And I don't mean to laugh, but it's not Chinese. Oh. Now, and to their credit, I will say they did try to practice what they believed. They believed that tongues was an actual language. And so that since you had the gift, you could actually go out and do missionary work. And they sent out missionaries who said they had the gift of tongues. Like this one woman going to China and some others. Well, when they got there, they realized... They couldn't speak the language at all. It wasn't. Oh, my. So William Seymour, who was a student of Parham, realized, oh, well, maybe our mistake was that the gift of tongues is this ecstatic utterances. And that's where mm-hmm. now we have the modern day version of speaking in tongues. Just read your Bible. See what it says about the gift of tongues and what it is. And from William Seymour and the Azusa Street Revival in California, that I believe, if I remember the dates, it was 1906, April 1906, somewhere around there. Um, that's when this movement happened. But from then, you can actually look at, there was a big rise in like these traveling evangelists doing healing ministries, tent revivals, things like that. They all emphasize the, the movement of the Holy Spirit. We had the Latter-day Rain movement saying that the, in the latter days, there's going to be this outpouring of the Spirit, and that's where Joel's army came from. And It's a whole host of things like this, and it's all based on poor hermeneutics of the Bible, ba- mm-hmm. or basically exegesis, as they call it in uh, theological terms. Throwing out the big words. I am. Um, basically, just poor our misunderstanding of this of the bible and misapplication this is off the notes but i i feel i need to say this when you study the bible you need to look at who's talking who they're talking to and what they're saying and also realize especially we're going to look at some verses in john the what we're looking at when we get to those verses that there's a conversation that covers about three chapters three or four chapters and if you don't realize i think i mentioned this last time is like you know it's kind of like coming in on the middle of a conversation you're going to be lost and you're going to be like what are you talking about the neighbors are moving right yeah that's that's another inside thing that's (laughs) so 
So understanding how to interpret the scripture and using, let the Bible define its words, like the tongues. How does the Bible use it? How is it defined? Is it, is this concept of a prayer language, is that even scriptural? Do we know where that's at? You know why you won't find it? Because it's not there. There's no prayer language mentioned in the Bible. You know what language you pray in? For me, I pray in English uh, because that's what you I pray speak. in the king's English, yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> you talking about Elvis? Oh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Elvis is alive. That's right. <laughs> if you're French, you pray in French. Or uh, I know there's a he is. In fact, I'm going to throw his name out there. Go look at his YouTube channel. He has a lot of great stuff. Uh, better preacher than I am for sure, and probably a better Bible um, scholar. Uh, Robert Breaker, he has a good series on tongues and stuff. Uh, but he's, he can speak Spanish just as well as he can speak English. Cool. So he could pray in English and Spanish. Yeah. I'm just limited to one. But anyway, yeah. I, that's another topic. Yeah. I said all that to say when the Bible def uses these terms, see how it defines it. It's going to define how it uses it. And that leads me into our next segment, the, where are we at in time? I lost the time. Oh, we're doing good. The work of the Holy Spirit. All right. This is, again, the Holy Spirit, we know it's scriptural. So does the Bible define what the Holy Spirit does? What is his function? Sure. Yeah, it would have to. It, God's not going to leave this up to what we feel. Because, well, we can feel a whole bunch of stuff. For instance, if you look up some of these things on YouTube, it is. I watched a video the other day, and that it was so, it was so absurd. Do you remember the? Did I show you it? Yeah, it kind of gets to you like Calvinism gets to me. It is so. I'm like, I. In fact, I don't know who's worse, the guy up there acting a fool. Or the people in the audience that are supporting him. I, I'm not sure. But this guy... It's a toss-up for me. I'm not going to give his name because I don't want to get... I, I do want to give his name, but I'm not going to because... Because it's, why? It's not worth it. But he apparently is a prophet and he has a prophet school. And he's speaking and he get, as soon as he gets on stage and grabs a microphone, his head starts shaking just uncontrollably like this. And I'm like, where do you find that in the scripture? Is he the one where it wasn't doing that as he was walking up? Right. But it only started doing it when he... Yeah, as soon as he got up on stage. Started entertaining and, the people. And then he just goes on this... He's not even preaching. He's saying... He's, he's yelling. Yabba-dabba-doo. Yeah, kind of that one, pretty much. <laughs> He's yelling, laughing, and it's it's ridiculous. I'm like, where do you see that in the New Testament? They say their the rationale is, well, this is that new outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Well, I'm sorry, that's not what the function of the Holy Spirit is, and we're going to look at that, and we're going to look at see what Jesus said the job of the Holy Spirit is. So, so why do you feel like there cannot be modern day prophets? Good question. Thank that, you. Now that gets into the whole realm of cessationism versus continuism and all that. But why do I say that? Yeah. Because 
I can't think of the verse off my the top of my head. In fact, no, I do. It's it's uh, Hebrews, uh, one, one actually. If you want to look that up real quick, sure. Um, it talks about God in various times, sundry times, spoke through the prophets, but now in these latter times has spoken through His Son. I was thinking about the um, all things decently in order. Also, uh, yeah, there we go. In the Bible, is that? I mean, maybe people feel like that is decently and in order, but it seemed very disorderly. Some of the stuff I was watching, but now, anyway, I, I'm gonna. Now you might be thinking, well, you're just picking on the charismatics, and yes, I am. <laughs> However, let me turn it around and talk about the Baptist, the Independent Fundamental Baptist. You have two extremes, basically, because the charismatics is more emotion and feelings, all that. That's how it's driven. That's what it's based upon. And then you have the independent fundamental Baptist church who they may have a pure doctrine, but one, they're grouchy, tend to be grouchy and dead inside. Mm. And so in the end... Maybe they, not all of them. Well, no, I'm not... Yeah, but even this charismatic, it's not all of them, but overall, yeah. and that's what their system right is in the end they both have a works-based salvation mm. if you follow it to the logical conclusion but anyway you got hebrews 1 1 i do god who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets right so that was in various uh, sundry times past times he spoke through the prophets why and who were the prophets think of let's think of some of the prophets can you name a few? Elijah. Elijah, yeah, keep going. Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Zephaniah. Nahum, Habakkuk. Nahum, yeah. Even uh, Nathan, the prophet, who confronted David. Okay. What do these people all have in common? Old Testament. Old Testament. And they were, they were mostly concerned with who? The Jewish people? The nation of Israel. Ha, so, I got one. Yeah. <laughs> now we see in the New Testament, you don't, now I know you're going to be saying, well, what about that verse in Ephesians chapter 4 where it talks about um, gifts to the church? He gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, teachers. Yeah, I am going to ask about that. Well, very good. Okay, well, God gave those for the church, but now at that time, the canon of Scripture was not complete. But now it is, guess what? Now we have the whole message of God in the scriptures, in the Bible. So all 66 then we don't words. need prophets to tell us what's to come. We have it all written out. We yeah, we have it written out. We don't need anyone to prophesy nope. tomorrow, right? the next day. Because what are they going to say? Thus saith the Lord, God told me. Well, if God told you something, it better come to pass. Or it better be backed up by his word. What happens if it's not? Well, then you're a false prophet. And, and then? What was the penalty for, being, for speaking on God's behalf when God didn't speak for you, or God didn't speak to you? Not something anyone would be brave enough to do today, but probably needs to be done. Yeah, it was called getting stoned. Now, that had a whole different meaning <laughs> back then than today. <laughs> it did, didn't it? Yeah, they were literally. Well. Yeah, you can be stoned to death. And that was what God said in the law. If, you're, if, if somebody's going to speak in my name, it better be me speaking, because otherwise mm. you're a false prophet. It's very serious. And, yeah, it was very serious. The other thing is, if you look in the book of Revelation, at, um, I think it's... I don't remember the chapter off the top of my head. I want to say 17, but maybe 
um, 18. Anyway, it talks about the foundation in the um, the the wall. It, the, the tw there's it says there's the 12 apostles. So if there's only 12 apostles, and mm. they're going to be the foundation, or not maybe the foundation, but the wall, then there can only be 12. Now, you might say, well, wait a minute, because Paul makes 13, but we, Judas was not really, he was there, but he mm. wasn't. He mm. was the son of perdition, as Jesus called him. So, And then the apostles after Judas... They tried to, they cast lots for Matthias, and he was elected, but that wasn't necessarily God who appointed. I think God appointed the Apostle Paul, because Paul was called the Apostle to the Gentiles. So, so we, there was a time when we needed prophets. There was a time when we needed apostles. We don't need those anymore. They faded out. We do need evangelists today, for sure. And I think I can think of a few people who I would say have the gift of evangelists. Yeah. Uh, they get into some trouble when they get outside of that gift, but that's another story. And we do need pastors or teachers. I think pastor teacher is the same, one and the same. And yeah. those are for the edification of the church. That's it. So, so that's, that's a brief kind of synopsis of that but that's why i say we don't need prophets and we don't need that so let's look into what are some of the functions of the holy spirit because I, this is important um let's look at what jesus said now i mentioned earlier about you know a chapter having going a conversation carrying over in several chapters and that's john chapter well 14 15 16 and even into 17 that's all one event I've, leading up to the to the crucifixion so there wasn't like there were breaks in between this is all one conversation can i go back to the um prophet thing so people who are saying they're prophets today are they are self-appointed prophets yeah are, that, are, I, I would say yeah are they um making merchandise then of god's word oh you see that a lot yeah um, There's a danger in that too. Then, yeah, there was a movie. Uh, this is kind of a funny story, but uh, we had friends years ago. They raved about this movie, <laughs> and they said, "Oh, it just." Their expression was, if I remember correctly, that it just shows the life and the struggles of a true man of God. They and, were they were in awe. This was before uh, we even had children, and our uh, oldest yeah. is twenty six now. Yeah. And it was a movie called The Apostle. With, I believe it was Robert Duvall who stalled. Yeah, star. Easy for you to yeah. say. Starred <laughs> in that. Played in it. <laughs> that wasn't the gift of tongues. Sorry. <laughs> even even if that's all, folks. <laughs> um, but you we watched that movie, and I'm like, what in the world did we just watch? He appointed himself. Yeah, he was he was a self appointed apostle who was running from the law because. He killed the man his wife was having an affair with. And I'm like, what are you guys talking and didn't he, about? Like, he dunked himself in the river or something to yeah, baptize himself yeah, or something. I'm, it's a bad movie. We Don't were, watch it. We were kind of like, oh, well, okay. When you recommend a movie next time, <laughs> yeah, we're going to know. Yeah. <laughs> That's not. All right. Well, let's look at uh, what do we got here? Well, let's start with, uh, we'll start in John 14 because that 14 comes before. 15 and or 16. 16. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right. So this is, you want to read it? Or you want me sure, to? Sure. Whichever. Right, go yeah. Go ahead. You got Okay. John 14, 26. But the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. So here we have it right here. The comforter, Jesus defines who the comforter is, which is the Holy Ghost. So this is how the Bible works. It'll introduce something and it defines it. It's right there. It's pretty straightforward. So it's the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. He's going to what? He's going to teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I said to you. Now, specifically, this is talking, Jesus talking to the disciples because he's saying his death is imminent at this point. He's like, look, this is what's going to happen, but I'm, I'm going to go away, but I'm sending the comforter and I have to go away so that the comforter will come. But know assuredly that when he comes, he's going to teach you all things. He's going to bring back what I taught to remember. It's what I taught you. And, and we see that when Jesus was crucified, the disciples scattered. And then we see them. They're, they're scared. They're huddled up in the upper room. And what happened? The Holy Ghost came. They were filled with the Holy Ghost. And they went out with boldness and power. It's a complete difference in who they were, really. So let's go on to John fifteen twenty six. You want that one? Yeah. Oh. Oh, you want? Oh, I'll read. Okay. <laughs> you <gotta> read it. <laughs> but when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, so there's kind of a repeat there. Even the Spirit of Truth, which proceeded from the Father, He shall testify of Me. So another function of the Holy Spirit is that He's going to testify of Jesus Christ. So, again, it's defined right there. Jesus tells us. He's, Could he be doing that through people in all these crazy mannerisms? And I mean, he could be testifying of himself. Maybe they're saying that's what he's doing. Well, it, you don't see that, though. You don't see that. And Where in the New Testament do you see where the Holy Spirit came upon somebody and they started laughing hysterically and uncontrollably? It doesn't happen. It's not there. Now, you might be saying, well, it never. It, it wasn't written, so you don't know if it didn't happen. You would think if something that important and something that moving of the Holy Spirit that we would have some sort of evidence, but it's not there. And because that is, all that is, is confusion and nonsense. If you're, I remember as a kid going to my aunt's church, the Holiness Pentecostal, and I'm thinking, this is absolute craziness. This is not, this is ridiculous. I, if I had a choice, I would have left, but I'm, I didn't have a choice because that's how I got. I wasn't old enough to drive. So Before I got saved, I actually just thought of this. I don't know if I ever told you, but this was when I was young, probably third grade. I went to church with some people. Now, I wasn't oh, yeah, saved yet. Yeah. Oh, I did? Yeah. yeah. And they would just lay on the floor for a part of the service. Oh, yeah. And I was like, cool. I'm tired, too. I'll just <laughs> yeah, take a nap. Hey, I could go. I love going to church there. I can take a nap. and lay on the red carpet. <laughs> and they're going to think I'm spiritual. <laughs> I don't know. I But all of us did. Yeah. It's, for, yeah. for a period of time, just laid on the floor. I know. It's, but you don't see that. that. That's the slain in the spirit. And you know who was slain, not in the spirit, but Ooh. by the spirit? Ooh. <laughs> Ananias and Sapphira. Yeah, that was a... Mm. Yeah. So, all right, so John 16, 7 and 8. I don't want to be slain that way. We got just a few more verses. I think we should go through them. Okay, you want me to read it? Yeah. John 16, 7 through 8. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. 
And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. So here we have Jesus saying that the, the Comforter is going to come and he's going to um, teach you all things, bring all things to your remembrance, what Jesus taught them. He's also going to be the spirit of truth and he's going to testify of Jesus and now he's going to reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and judgment. Those are so these are some functions of the Holy Spirit that Jesus has said himself. And we got uh, a couple more. This is John 16:13 through 14. How be it when he, the spirit of truth, notice how Jesus defines who he is and who the Holy Ghost is and who the comforter is. Mhm. The Holy Spirit is now called the Spirit of Truth. So how be it when he, the Spirit of Truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine, and shall show it unto you. So the Holy Spirit is going to, one, he's going to be the Spirit of Truth. He's going to teach us and guide us in all truth. Um, and he's going to teach what jesus has taught he's gonna and he's gonna testify of jesus christ mm. and i think and specifically here when it says he shall um show you things to come i think that was specifically to the apostles of what was going to come in fact if you read the book of revelation jesus in revelation 119 he says to john he goes basically tell him to write the things which were the things which are and the things which are to come so the Holy Spirit was, I mean, John was actually taken up into heaven. He saw these things. But we also know that the Holy Spirit told Paul things and showed him. In fact, that's why Paul says um, he talks about mysteries. And that's another subject we might cover, too, is the mysteries of Paul. But anyway, and then the last one. This is, this is Paul speaking in Ephesians 13. Ephesians, not Ephesians 13, because there's not 13 chapters, so don't oh. go there. Ephesians 1, <laughs> verses 13 and 14. Good catch. Yeah. In whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance, unto the redemption of the purchased possession, unto the praise of his glory. The Holy Spirit is our seal. If you think about getting married when a young man proposes to a lady what does he what does he give her a ring usually yeah it's an engagement ring it's a promise it's saying mm -hmm. i am committed to you <coughs> and i will come back it, he's giving her something of great value and it, with a promise that he's going to come back and make her his wife mm -hmm. jesus did the same thing that thing of value that he left is the holy spirit that holy spirit mm -hmm. is our seal and so when he comes to take his bride, those that are sealed with that Holy Spirit, that engagement ring, if you will, they will be taken. And that is another function of the Holy Spirit is to be our seal and our as our redemption. So none of this nonsense. <coughs> um, so let's I want to go back to some of the history of, of some of this where it comes from. Well, I did want to say that you know people say in our circles that because you don't show emotion or express feeling that you don't Yeah. You don't have <laughs> yeah, Holy I don't, Spirit. I, yeah. 
I know. You're not filled with the spirit or you don't have the Holy Ghost. Uh, yeah, it's a big joke. How do you feel about that? I don't know that. if it's so much of a How joke. How do you feel about that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and that's another thing. That's a good point. If you're basing these things on how you feel, your feelings change all the time. Your emotions can be manipulated. Your feelings can be changed. you got to go back to what your standard. What does it say? It doesn't matter what, how I feel about something. This is what God has said. God has said, the Holy Spirit is my seal until the day of my redemption. I am sealed with the Holy Spirit. I have been born again. I have trusted in the blood of Jesus Christ, what he shed on my behalf, and that has sealed my So where redemption. did all this other nonsense come from then that we have to have the outward manifestations thereof and run around and, and I'm sorry, be silly and crazy. I know people don't see it that way. They see I, it I will say, they, have you seen the uh, Pentecostal two-step the dance? That's, that's pretty good, but I, don't think I have to learn that. that one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. Maybe we um, could learn it together. Yeah, yeah. One of the, so where does it come from? That's a good, it, that is where I mentioned earlier about it's a works-based thing. It becomes, they ha, it's like, okay, well, you can get saved, but now you need the second work of grace. You need the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Or you need your prayer language. If you didn't get right. a prayer language, you did not get saved. Exactly. That's yeah. what someone said to me once. Yeah, so it becomes something you have to do. Now, where does this come from? It actually goes way back to after the days of Noah with a man named Nimrod. Nimrod, mm-hmm. all, the Bible doesn't say much about Nimrod other than he was a mighty hunter, And but historical records and things, we know that Nimrod was one of the ones who actually orchestrated the building of the Tower of Babel. He mm-hmm. was one of the first ones who organized the kingdom. He had a, this is kind of weird, but his wife depending on what historical record you look at but his wife was also his mother and they had a son called Tamuz so it was Nimrod Samarimus and Tamuz they took on after Nimrod died in fact if you read Alexander Hislop the two Babylons um, he brought evidence that it was actually Seth who was still alive at the time who realized Nimrod was introducing idol worship and had him executed. But that, mm. you know, that's, you can do some research on that. Kind of gets in the weeds there a bit. But, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Nimrod, Samarimus, when she, after Nimrod died, she wanted to keep that seat of power. She created this religious system where Tammuz was the, the, the god that was going to come back. Um, he... They did, I'm getting too far in the weeds here, but <laughs> they took on, and different cultures had different names for them. Like uh, Nimrod is also called Osiris, and Samarimus is Isis. Ooh, and then, Isis, yeah, we've heard that. I know. It just depends on where you're at and what wow. country or what culture they have different names. Like okay. the Roman Catholic Church, why do you always see. Mary with this halo, holding this child with a halo. The child is actually Tammuz. Mary is Samarimus. They just Christianized it and gave it different names. They also, it's a weird thing, but they're pictured as the sun, moon, and stars. Hmm. Nimrod was the sun god, or in Egypt, Ra or Osiris. 
Mm. Just depends on where you're at. Mm-hmm. Um, Samaramis was the moon goddess. If you notice in Islam, they have a moon. It's, they're worshiping the moon god, the goddess of the moon, Samaramis. Huh. And Tammuz is the stars. It's worshipped as the stars. So you got the sun, moon, and stars, which in the Bible, we with Joseph, he had a dream. The sun, moon, and stars would fall down and worship. Yeah. It was Jacob was pictured as the sun, um, his mother as the moon, and his brothers as the stars of ah. heaven. But, but the world, Satan has changed this, and, and throughout history, these groups, as men, as men spread around the world, they took this religious system. It's called Mystery Babylon in the, in the book of Revelation. They have this mystery religion. Fallen. Right, yeah. It's and Babylon. It, if you want to find out more about this, there's another guy on YouTube. He has a whole, a couple of series. In fact, four different series about this. And, it, and the last one is Third Adam 4, The Rise of the Divine Feminine. It's a great series if you want to watch it. It's uh, The last one, I think it's about four hours long, but it's a great documentary. And the other three are just as good. So they, he goes into a more history on this and where it comes from. And, and I would suggest watching it. Again, that's Spencer Smith. I don't remember his YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. But if you type in Third Adam series, it'll come up. But, mm-hmm. but this is where this comes from. And it's crept into the church. And if you look at the um, book of Revelation, the last church, the church of Laodicea, that church, they thought they were rich. They thought they were doing well. And what did Jesus say? He says, you're naked and blind and wretched. Mm. Oh, another thing I wanted to mention, too, about going back to Nimrod and Samarimus and stuff, and Ra and Baal, those are all false gods. If you notice, like in the book of Exodus where Moses is up on the mountain and the people were like, you know, make us a god to Aaron and what comes out is a golden calf. Yeah. It was actually a bull, a male calf, a bull. Mm. And we we think of it's funny how we think in our modern times we're so sophisticated and you know, we're beyond worshiping idols. Well, the Catholic Church still does it because they have they call them worship aids, but the saints and they're just idols that's all they are but in our own new york stock exchange what is out front Ah, bull a bull and when the market's good and people are making money what do they call it a bull market bull market huh and jesus said you cannot worship god and mammon god and money as some people have have interpreted Mm -hmm. which is true and what is money the money is love of money is the root of all evil not that money's evil but the love of money Mm -hmm. and so those are some differences between what you see, the charismatic movement. I know this has been really, it, this is really, really brief. Do some study on it and, and compare what you see, what's being taught in the charismatic movement, and compare that with the scripture. Not just a verse here and there, but overall, take the whole thing and take the context and see. Mm-hmm. Because there are false teachers and there are people who want to, well, some of them just want to part you from your money. Others want, they're either deceived themselves and they want to bring you into their deception or they're outright just deceivers and... Yikes, either yeah, way. Either way is bad. So yeah. So what you see today as being attributed to the work of the Holy Spirit or a new outpouring, it's not. It doesn't, if it doesn't match what you read in the scriptures, then disregard it. So 
Yeah. Do and your own research on that. Isn't there something too with the whole feminizing? Right. Yeah, it is. And well, another going back a few years, we're showing our age, but there was a book that was popular. Then it was made a movie. Do you remember oh, where yeah. God was pictured God as a woman? woman? Yeah. It's called the shack. Right. And then, and then now f- trying to feminize the Holy Spirit. Right. Yeah. The Holy mm-hmm. Spirit is pictured in the feminine. Right. And that that's where, you know. It goes to the feelings, doesn't it? The right. The more feminine. Yeah. Hmm. So those are some things, again, that you need to, I, I can't stress it enough. Just go to the scriptures and see. Don't go by what you feel. Don't say, well, this makes me feel so good. Okay. Well, maybe it does. But th- is it what God has said? Because if it doesn't line up with what God has said, then it doesn't matter how you feel about it. In fact, there's a lot of things in the Bible that don't make me feel good. <laughs> yep. But I'm not going by what I feel. I'm going by what God has said. And there's some things in the, in the scriptures I don't know how to interpret. I don't know how to believe. Like when it says, I am crucified with Christ, never, nevertheless I live, yet not Christ, or yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. Ephesians or no Galatians 2.20 I didn't finish the verse but my point is I don't understand that just because I don't understand it doesn't mean I disregard it I that's what God said it says I am crucified with Christ nevertheless I live yet not I but Christ liveth in me and the life which I now live in the flesh I live by the faith of the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me that's the whole verse amen so so yeah let the Bible be your guide and see what it says and if it's what somebody's teaching, even if it's their favorite teacher, just remember they are just a man and they are as fallible as you are. Or a woman, and that's or a whole woman, or, another, yeah, that's subject. another subject. So <laughs> we better not it, even jump over yeah, there. Yeah. Oh, anyway, now you're gonna be, get us in trouble. <laughs> well, that's very unbiblical. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, now you're gonna start another for the very long and very short of yeah. it. All righty. Anything else? I, like I said, this was. I know this was very brief and very concise, and we try to do it. As, as concise as possible and kind of get and part of it is we want to get you to thinking and start challenging the what you're thinking and compare that with the scripture and see what the bible says about it and there is something to the king james version i know people don't want to agree with that but well, study yeah, that too that really is yeah go back to our fir- very first episode so yeah. yeah you got anything else I think that's it on this one. All righty. Now let's move on to the let's get personal section. We've done a few things. One of them is we we kind of played around with uh, making cinnamon rolls, which is not a good idea, let me tell you. Well, wait. What do you mean? Just the regular cinnamon rolls were fine. Well, I'm saying that's the problem. (gasps) Oh, yeah. (laughs) They are so good (laughs) that... It's like I was like mm, I thought they would turn out pretty good. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> it really is. If they turned out nasty, then it'd be like, well, we we're not going to do that again. <laughs> but because they turned out so good, it's like, ooh, you know what? You know what sounds good? Uh, yeah. Some cinnamon rolls, mm. hot, fresh, but the icing on there is like, oh, yeah, it's so good. <laughs> it's really good. But then you started making some sourdough. Yeah, Melissa was teaching me a friend. Yep, making sourdough bread, teaching which me I thought how to was make fantastic. Sourdough bread again. Yep, yeah, because we. Uh, we missed when the girls left. Yeah, they left was, a big culinary hole. They did, but yeah, it was really good yeah. for our first go with that. After a well, that long, was all you. long time, I, I've yeah, never made sourdough that was bread me under Melissa's tutelage. Oh, and then you made sourdough cinnamon rolls, which I thought were they were good as well. But now, 
The icing was a little bit of a difference. Uh. Okay, so here's the problem. <laughs> when you try to take... Learning curve. Like, several years ago, I tried to make healthy donuts, which is, like, that's an oxymoron because it's, like, when I say healthy, I used fresh ground whole wheat flour. The kids loved them. They weren't... They were okay. They were just dense because you're using the whole wheat. Yeah. And they were heavy and dense, not that light and fluffy like Krispy Kreme. <laughs> so with um, the healthy cinnamon rolls, it was... You tried to do what... Um, well, it, it called... The recipe I was following called for cream cheese. And yeah. you said, I'm sure we could use butter, which I would much prefer. Yeah. A butter frosting. I don't like the sour... The I cream said sour cheese. cream, uh. but I mean cream cheese. It ends up tasting sour because of the cream right, cheese. Right, it does. Yeah, comparatively. I, I, I like the buttercream icing because it's... So fun. I tried to substitute butter for sour cream in that recipe. In that no, recipe. cream cheese. You're doing cream what I do. Cream cheese. <laughs> <laughs> cream cheese, yes. Cream cheese. I, I tried to put butter in instead of cream cheese. Yeah. But I didn't try. I did. It went right. And mm-hmm. it, it had maple syrup for, is it syrup? Serp. Serp or syrup. Anyway, maple syrup. Maple syrup instead of powdered sugar. Yeah. And that just all fell apart. We tried it twice. Yeah. One time I, well, we put cream, heavy cream in there as well. And I was whipping oh, yeah. it, trying to get it. And I, it was at one point I was like, okay, I think that's good enough. Let me go just a little bit more. And then it just separated. Yeah. The, and it. There's like broke, a, bre- a breaking point apparently with that. Yeah. So we were on a learning curve. But now we have some uh, maple flavored butter. Yeah, we do. <laughs> It'd be great for a waffle. Right. <laughs> uh, so the icing didn't turn out the best, but still mm, pretty cinnamon good. Cinnamon rolls were good. It was basically sugar free. Yeah, because the brown sugar in the cinnamon roll was Truvia. Truvia, yeah. If and you then, count that as sugar free, I don't know. Yeah. It's a substitute yeah, somehow. It's a sugar substitute, but. Yeah, I don't know. Not bad, though, but yeah, those are some things that we experimented with, yeah. which, uh, like I said, it's like, mm, maybe maybe not so good around here. <laughs> maybe don't make them as yeah. too many more of these. Yeah, I know it. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, the, the recipe I used was Farmhouse on Boom Boone from YouTube, Yeah, if anyone's it's, interested, and it, it was sugar-free, and it was really good. Yeah, they were good. And sourdough. But yeah, but yeah good job. Yeah, the, and the, I, li- I like the bread. Bread is really good. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. All day long. That's not really that great either because yeah, I could just default to that. Yeah. I'm going to have a piece of bread with some butter on it. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. Again. And then what else? What else we have going? Tennis. Hey, but you know what? Oh, go ahead. Jesus is called the bread of life. Oh, there we go. So, yeah. Yeah. Try that for gluten-free. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mentioned tennis. And oh, yeah. yeah tennis. Uh, Riley and I have been playing tennis. or He's learning. And I'm getting a refresher course because it's been years. Yeah. I, I take that back. I, when Jeremiah came down, we lived in Florida to see Jenna Kate. We took him out to play tennis. Oh, cool. And uh, yeah, that was I, quite entertaining. I wish I had some video on that. But I guess I didn't make it to that one. No, you oh, didn't. that's it a was, bummer. It was just Andrew, Jenna Kate, and Jeremiah myself. Oh, okay. Bummer. Yeah, we had a house full of people that weekend too. Yeah. But, didn't we? So, yeah. So yeah, the tennis is fun. It's uh, it and like I mentioned earlier that it's it's one of those things where it looks easy until you get on the court because it's a little a little bend in the wrist the wrong way and you hit the ball and it's gone. Yeah. It's or you know you yeah. it's everywhere. And so when Riley and I were first hitting the ball, I was trying to teach him some of these things. And then the first day, it, the we were just chasing balls all over the oh. place. But today we went earlier and. Um, 
we got to where we had a they, in in the tennis they call it a rally instead of a volley but it was a so we were hitting the ball back and forth pretty good and keeping it in, within the court and most of the ones that we missed were either short shots and ended at the net or just out of bounds at the back court so bringing in a little bit actually getting a rally where we're hitting the ball back and forth and yeah so doing pretty good so Aww. it won't be long where we'll actually be playing a game so oh that's good yeah it'd be good. fun so if you take that back to if you uh bend your wrist a little bit the wrong way then it's it's all over the place can we yeah. take that to the word well if, if you, you bend don't the word a little well, bit yeah you bend the word a little <laughs> bit and you're you're gonna be all over the place yeah um yeah so that that's a good good point thank so, you thank yeah. you just All came right. to me. <laughs> <laughs> now, I have two things I want to leave you with. All right? All right. If I can remember it. I just lost it. <laughs> um. Oh, I know. All right. Number one, be careful what you ask for because you just may get it. And number two, these are things of wisdom to live by. Never ask a question you don't really want the answer to. Because there again, you may get it. You may get it, yeah. <laughs> so, All righty, I think that will conclude yep. this episode. We'll hope to see you on the next one. Yeah, thanks for joining us, everybody.